After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Expected Buffalo, the podcast. I'm Chad Didimenesis. He is Anthony Chandra, and we are going to, this is the podcast we promised you uh, that we're going to set the table for the off season. But before we get into that, there are more pressing issues, if you will, uh, particularly this community that happened over the weekend uh, with the mass shooting in the east side of Buffalo. So, you know, I, I kind of thought about the last few days, Anthony, what I was going to say, if I wanted to say anything, how deep I wanted to get into it and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do from a site perspective, how we were going to support the community and stuff like that. So it's one of the reasons why I kind of pushed this podcast to Tuesday, because I really wanted to kind of think about it, put my thoughts together, decide how I wanted to handle it. So off the top, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, where we, I've decided that as a site, um, we are going to take a portion of our subscriptions for this month and donate them to the Western New York Feed More. Um, so we'll be making that donation um, tonight, actually. Um, so using that subscription base, so I guess the everybody, not just us, the subscription, you know, the subscribers coming together, kind of a whole community thing. So um, we're going to be doing that. But I just, you know, I, it just it's really eating at me. Um, when you see this stuff it's always like it's tragic but it's on you know it's on tv right it's not in your community it's not happening to you and just you know it's a crazy world to live in that we can't go to the grocery store without being concerned or worried for our kids and you know legitimately to sit here and think about that 10 people lost their lives over the weekend mothers fathers grandfathers brothers sisters lost their lives for no other reason than the color of their skin. And in 2022, I just can't believe as a society, it's where we still are. Uh, and the crazy part is, it's not funny. It's depressing and angry is it's getting more prevalent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's becoming a norm. It's becoming a, a normal thought process. It's becoming louder. And it's, it's, it's scary. You know, it's only scary for me. The scary thing about my kids growing up and you know that kind of society they're going to grow up in and, and live through that. So I don't know. Like I, I really could go on forever, but you know, I mean, this is a podcast talk about hockey and people want to get away from it. So I didn't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I, I didn't want to let it go either. And so, you know, I just wanted to get that out there, share some thoughts because I've said numerous times, you know, it's this podcast and writing is therapeutic for me to get things off my chest, to say things out loud um so i kind of felt like i needed to do that um as i told you there's no means that you have to repeat me like i'm not trying to like one up beer or anything it's just um you know just how i feel but i will give you the chance before we get into the sabers here to get anything that you have uh, off your chest before we kind of get into the hockey aspect of this yeah no i mean you put you said it you know pretty eloquently there um 
I think what you said about, you know, it's on TV kind of resonated with me, right? Because it, it does hit a little different. It's still people, it's still your fellow human beings, right? It's, it's the same motive. It's the same cause. It's the same uh, profile of a victim, right? Um, whether it's a mosque shooting or, or a shooting in a prevalently black neighborhood, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's tragic, it's heartbreaking, but it, it does hit just a little bit different when it's a place you've been. I've been in that top, so as I'm sure you have, right? Yeah. And most people in Buffalo, right? Um, and, you know, just reading, I, I truly, truly, truly support the focus on the victims versus the, the shooter, right? I think, I think that that's a good thing. That's what we should be doing. Um, not, not glorifying this man's actions, uh, yep. but, you know, reading about it and, 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 you know, knowing people they know. Right. And, and I, I recognized one of the guys, I'm not going to say who, cause it's not, it's just no point, but um, that was, that was a little bit of a heartbreaker, um, you know, uh, obviously, and, you know, I, I knew him from my boxing days and just seeing his face on there just kind of made my heart sink. So, yeah. um, you know, and the threats coming the following day for people who want yeah. to, you know, just create more chaos, it just yeah. makes you kind of sick. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously fully support what we're doing, uh, giving, you know, part of our proceeds to feed more Western New York, um, you know, doing our little part, but, uh, it starts with speaking out against it. It starts with taking firm stances and that, that comes from regular people to corporations, right. Just taking a firm stance and, and, you know, just, uh, Yeah. I mean, I, you know, what else can you say about it? It's, no, it's, I, I, it's, it's I'm, tragic. Yeah. It's in your backyard. You, you touched on yeah. most of it already. And, and it's just, yep. you know, um, you're a praying person prayers up and, and just hope for a better tomorrow. Cause like you said, we both have young kids and, uh, pretty fucked up. So yep. let's, uh, let's start talking about hockey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Like I said, let's shift into hockey here. A little bit of boost some spirits potentially. Um, so last week we did, the NHL draft talk uh, with Curtis, and that was awesome. A lot of good feedback on that, so I'm glad people enjoyed it, and we'll definitely uh, get Curtis on here again to touch on some prospects that we didn't talk about. But today, um, tonight, if you will, you know, we want to set kind of the table here for the offseason. So we're not going to get into, I wouldn't say great detail, which means we're not going to, you know, we might talk about some guys here and there, but I kind of want to save the detailed conversations for, Oh, I don't know, the next two and a half months or next month and a half <laughs> to the draft. Um, but we kind of, so we're going to go through key targets, uh, the draft. Uh, and then I also have a, an idea that I'm curious to get Anthony's uh, feedback on. Um, Ooh. So, you know, that's, that's something I'll throw out there too. But so let's start this way. So there's three key positional targets, right? And I, yeah. I think it goes in this order too. Goaltending defenseman you could say right shot but i'm just gonna go defenseman based on what kevin adams said so we'll go defenseman okay and then maybe some i don't know some bulk not i'm gonna say bulk and like a big guy like something for the forward group right a little bit more scoring or a little bit more something i'm not quite sure i know what it is okay but i'm good but this is where my idea is going to come in in the forward section right so we're going to cover that last so let's start with the goaltending because that's at the top of the list and that is easily going to be the thing we talk about the most this offseason. Mm-hmm. So let's start from internally and then kind of work our way out here. Okay. So mm-hmm. internally, we have Craig Anderson and we have Ukopaka Lukanen. So in theory, 
Lucan is on this team next season as your number two. I think we both kind of say that's safe to assume, correct? I think that's probably right. Unless he's moved, which nah, I don't know. I mean, it's impossible, right. sure. But, you know, I think we can kind of assume that. Yep. Where it gets interesting is Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I can, I think sitting here right now, I think it's, this isn't any inside info or anything, by the way. I just, my gut feel that I think it's more likely than not that he does not return. Mm, interesting. Um, I just think one, I don't know if, I don't even know if he plays again. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is a guy that dealt with a lot of injuries. That's a great point. Yeah. That neck injury. Then he got hurt again at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does he want to put his body through that again? Um, you know, he, he's got a family, he's got a wife that went through, you know, a lot in her cancer um, treatment mm-hmm. and thankfully she's better now, but still, I mean, there, there's a lot there for him to consider off the ice. So I think that I think combined with the Sabres probably understand that they can't really roll back the same goalie tandem next season. Right. Uh, I think gets them to move away from Anderson. Can I tell you my low grade conspiracy theory on that? Real sure. So basically I think that they're not going to announce one way or the other until Adams has well, free agency has started number one, or he struck a deal via trade for a goaltender. Cause I yep. think he wants to have that in his back pocket back pocket as like a, the illusion of leverage. Yeah. Um, just saying like, yeah, I've got Anderson ready to sign a contract. Like I don't need to do this. Um, just so he doesn't look like he's dealing from a, from a place of desperation. Uh, so I do think that ultimately whatever happens will come after they add a goalie. No, that's I, just I my, that's, my I two think cents. That's, yeah. No, I think that's a very good way to put it, you know, and yeah. And and I think Anderson too, I think takes the time, right? I, I just, I yeah. don't think like we're going to hear a decision like in the next week or so. So no. Um, and, and I think that gives Adams a time to look at the trade market, get an idea of who's going to be out there in free agency, maybe even have those. Exactly. You know, backdoor conversations, if you mm-hmm. will. <laughs> Those don't happen. Right, right. That's Definitely tampering. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. Everybody turns their phone off from June <laughs> until July 1. Yeah, it's just a big coincidence that a bunch of people sign at 1201 on, on the day free. They were just opens. really excited. <laughs> they just took the first phone call they got. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's the way the internal market goes. And then... Moving to outside the organization. Um, actually, let, let me pull it back in the organization one more time. Because I, I think it's we can probably safely say Devin Levi is going to sign a contract after next season. Yep. All sides point to that. He's been I mean, the guy is going to Sabres practices in Boston when he's there. So, like, right. Adam talks about him and forever. Like, that, 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 it, it's going to happen. Eric Portillo, I think, is a different conversation. Mm. Adam has never mentioned him in his postseason press conference mm-hmm. talking about the future and the goaltenders. That's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Friedman had the reports that there was some, if you know, I think the word he used was frustration mm. with those negotiations with Portillo. Interesting. So he's going into a free agent season, mm-hmm. essentially where he can go to free agency after next season. Right. Um, so I wonder and maybe even it's likely um, if they go the trade route for a goaltender that he is a piece used to go back the other way uh, to give the other team kind of a young goaltender in their pipeline. So can I ask you a question on that? Sure. 
So let's compare that just real quick, because I know we're not touching on defensemen yet, but I need to use this as a comparison. Let's compare that to Ryan Johnson's situation, where as a first former first round pick, if he does not sign with the Sabres, the Sabres get the same slotted pick a round later. So in the second round, essentially 62nd overall, right? That pick is transferable. So if we were to trade Johnson and he didn't sign with his new team, they would still get a second round pick out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not the case with Portillo. So I'm going to ask you this question. Why would another team want him in a trade unless they had an assurance that he would sign with them? And in that case, why wouldn't they just wait? Well, because other teams get involved too then. Yeah. Where if you make the move now and you have the ability to talk to him and say, hey, we're bringing you in. You know, you're not looking at a situation in Buffalo where it's, if you will, backlogged in a sense, I guess you could say, with Levi and Lucan in and whatever. So how is that different than what Murray did with Jimmy VC? Or is it? Well, I think the difference is, is Jimmy VC made it pretty clear he's not signing with anybody. Fair enough. Where Portillo hasn't said that. Okay. You know. Fair enough. But by the way, this wasn't a combative question. No, no, no. I, was, I, no, I understand. And it's I, good I was, to talk I'm just asking. That is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. Because the GM is going to ask that question. Playing well, devil's he advocate. Has he told me? Has he told you he was going to free agency? Is you know, wouldn't be hard to call his advisor and find out where is where he's at on that. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I think like I said, the thing with this different VC is VC made it very clear from the outset that he's going to free agency. It's a great. And then when the Sabers traded for him, he told them, I, "Like that's cool." I, guys, I don't but... know, man. <laughs> I've told you I'm going to free agency. So like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I think Portillo was definitely. Uh, maybe not a hundred percent a tradable piece, but I think his name could be out there, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it all plays out. What happens. Um, okay. So moving to the outside now, outside of, of the internal goaltending situation, uh, we have the UFA market and we have the trade market. Mm-hmm. So the UFA market, we have Jack Campbell, Billy Huso, Braden Hopi, uh, Darcy Kemper. If he hits it, I doubt it. Um, I'm missing anybody significant at least. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury, but I, and I think if he does go, he's going to Pittsburgh. Right. Um, if he leaves Minnesota, that is. Um, I don't think I'm thinking of missing anybody else. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's uh, it's not a deep group. No, I mean, there's more, obviously, but I'm, yeah. I'm thinking... You said Holby, like, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh, boy, Tampa Bay just went 3-1. Oh, man. Uh... Well, Bobrovsky looking... could be a goalie out there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I guess via trade, right? But no one's going to do that for $10 million. Nope. <laughs> Hang on. I'm uh, just, yeah, I'm pulling up I'm pulling up uh, the list here. My computer's dragging. But, but uh, yeah, so you got Flurry. I mean, Koskinen, Kemper, uh, Kemper. Kalak, I guess. I don't think Kemper ever leaves Colorado, to be honest. Yeah. Cor- Corpus Allo. Didn't realize he was UFA. That's yeah, terrifying. Corpus Allo, but yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't like, want him, but I feel like there wasn't there some kind of yeah, there was some connection. I think that was point. more Merzlikens though, if I'm being honest. But yeah, there yeah, was some Riddich, Riddich yeah. to Smith, who I wouldn't want. Um, mm. Yeah, that's about it, man. Pretty bleak. On the Carter trade Hutton. market, <laughs> Carter Hutton, sure, sir. You, yeah, you can see <laughs> that again. Run that back. Uh, on the trade side, there are some big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. John yeah. Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Quick. Yep. Uh, one of the goalies out of 
Washington, Vanacek mm-hmm. or Samsonov, mm-hmm. Simeon Varlamov. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not for the Sabres, but Leonard's probably probably a good candidate to get dealt. Yeah, yeah, because they have Logan Thompson, right? Right. Um, well, this is going to be interesting. They're challenging for goaltender interference. Well, they might get it. Sorelli bumps Bobrovsky in the face with his with his booty as he's coming across the mm. middle. I think that one might get waved off. It's funny. Can I can I reveal something to everybody right now? Go ahead. So so I actually I always turn the TV off when I'm podcasting because I know myself and I'll start getting immersed in what's happening and I won't hear what you said. <laughs> and I'll have to be like, uh what? <laughs> or just yeah, make I, something up. I have to have something on because I have to have some sort of like something. Again, just sit in a, in a I don't know, basement I'm with no sound or anything on. And yeah, it just that doesn't work for me. Okay. Opposites do attract. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So I think we covered, you know, that's the free agent. That's the trade market. Um, You know, who actually had a decent year wildly. I wouldn't want him, but Scott Wedgwood wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. He's actually pretty good. Yeah. And he had to get, what did they get a third or fourth round pick for him when they moved them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Played no. 37 games, 91% saves. Yeah, no, it's probably no, his best you. year as a pro. No, thanks. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I was looking through everybody's stats just like on sport, yeah. uh, spot track, and I just noted I didn't realize he would he played that well. Matt Murray's not one in the trade market. Yep. Yep. Forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a saturated market. It It is for sure. And, and that, in a sense, maybe helps the Sabres. Definitely. Uh, oh, wow. They gave him the goal. Hmm. Because he definitely made contact and moved his face. That's interesting. Mm. I'm actually very surprised with that. Okay. Um, so do you uh, let's let's not say Hellebuck because okay. that's cheating. Okay. That's, every, that's everybody's favorite. That's everybody's idea, choice, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> do you have whether it be free agency or trade? Do you have a, a guy that you would prefer here? I think that in terms of acquisition costs juxtaposed against where the Sabres are now as a team, I think Varlamov makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That does make a lot of sense. Um, yep. I think you can also write John Gibson off. I don't you hate that so? idea. I just think you can write it off because of what Adam said. Yeah, he's, he's um, not trading a first, likely. No, not only that, just you're not, you know, he, he talked about he didn't want to have a long-term roadblock, mm-hmm. essentially, for his guys, mm-hmm. so... Right, John Gibson is a long-term roadblock. So, yeah, um, you know, and Varlamov, I, another side piece to that, he could be your Russian. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about that too. But then I sit here and say, "Well, wait a minute, he's only here for a year." And Kisikovs mm. and Rochester, so how does that really help? Yeah, fair enough. So, I, I, I have how thought old about is that. Varlamov. I feel like he's like thirty-seven, thirty mid thirties. I think he's thirty-four. 30, oh, he's thirty-four. Okay, so yeah. he could, he's a candidate for a short-term extension, right? Maybe. If you can do that, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For me, um, I think that what's growing on me a lot, mm-hmm. perhaps surprisingly, is the Jack Campbell idea. Same. Um, there's admittedly some concerns there, right? Because it's kind mm-hmm. of there's injuries. There's he only did it for a year, kind of thing. Right? Thirty. Right, and it's you know, again, for goalies. This, that's not terrible. Do you know what this feels like to me? Hmm. It it feels a little bit like Carter Hutton. <laughs> I think, I think they, it's what Billy Uso is. But, well, that's 
that's an easy comparable because the well, team I know, is but like, but like, I mean, really, everyone was like two weeks ago, everyone's like, oh, Billy Huso, Billy Huso, and the yeah. dude got benched in two games. Like, I get it, but it's like this, he's the same age, Campbell. He started pretty much the same amount of games Hutton did. He started like yeah. 49 games. Wasn't Hutton did, 32 when they signed him? Okay, even more so. I mean, he's just old. I don't know. I just, I, I get yeah, but 30 is not really old for a goalie. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, Tampa Bay just born and on. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, some guys went to the league until they're 25, 26 years old. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he really only got a shot to be a quote unquote number one, if you will, this season. There's like, there's a lot of miles there on him. I wish DeSmith wasn't a deplorable piece of crap as a human being, because honestly, <laughs> seriously, because honestly, he's, he's, he's good. He's a good player. I just want nothing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the vibes don't really jive with that one, right? No, he's, he's a piece of crap. He's not a good man. <laughs> All right. I don't want to get too deep into the goalies. So I yeah. just kind of want to get our, our, you know, both of our, I guess you could say favorite in the clubhouse right now. Mm-hmm. So you're on Varlamov. Varlamov and I'm on Campbell. So we'll see how that kind of, uh, that changes here over the next couple of weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. Moving on to defensemen. So here's the big question. How much do you think handedness matters? Well, if you ask the 0506 Sabres, not at all. <laughs> okay, let me, let me rephrase this because not in general, how much the handedness matters. Yeah. How much do you think handedness matters to Kevin Adams when he's assembling this team? Doesn't. So my question is basically, do you think he feels like he has to get a right shot or is he going out to just try to get a, a really good defenseman? So that's an interesting question, right? Because let, let's think about it this way. As of right this second, he has one true right shot defenseman in his lineup, yep. two if you count Casey Fitzgerald, which I don't think he's even remotely penciled into the defensive top six for next year. A seventh, but yeah, not top six. That, right. So uh, he has one natural right-hander in Yogi Haru who struggled, right? I think he should look for a righty, or, or maybe if he's got you know two guys and one's significantly better, but he's left-handed, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you do that if you're confident he could play his offhand, but um, I, I think all things being equal, yeah, I think he should pursue a right-hander. Whether he will or not, I don't know, uh, because you saw him shift Bryce into the right at one point. Not not him, it was Granado, but I'm yeah. sure it was a joint decision. Right. Um, you know, Darlene is now penciled in on the right, so he's he's got a history. You know, the team has a history of, of not having an aversion to switching to offhand. That said, I don't know that I would make a complete wholesale habit of it across your lineup. Yeah, I think it's disadvantageous. For sure. No, I agree. But I, I, I just think that when we're thinking about defensive for this team, that we do need to look beyond just right, right-handed guys. That's probably right. Um, you know, I, they've had a willingness. You know, they've shown it. They've had a willingness to take guys on their left and move them on to the right mm-hmm. and see how that works. Like you mentioned, you know, with Bryson and, and um, Darlene and, and other guys too. I mean, with T.S. Samuelson, I, I think that, you know, Power even played some right side a little bit when he got here, so... Mm-hmm. Um, well, if they're going to do that, a guy I really like is Brett Kulak, who, as you know, I've liked for a long time. Uh, yep. I actually had in our mock uh, expansion draft, I had Seattle taking him. Um, so I think that they're going to do that. They have a good cost effective option there. Other, uh, if you look at the other guys around him, though, I mean, the left side is pretty weak in free agency this year. Yeah, I think free There's agency itself there. is kind of weak because um, I, I don't think they're going to be in on Klingberg, right? And then that's the kind of the type. But I, I don't that's think that's a good t- thing. 
I don't think Latang comes here. Um, okay. I mean, you could pay he's him a boatload of, you could pay him a ton of money, but I just, yeah. I just don't think he doesn't. You still I got he, Subban. You got Lyabushkin. You, I mean, I, I've really you know. soured on Lyabushkin. So, I mean, like, so have I. I'm just saying he's there, right? Yeah. I, um, that, that's you got Jan Ruda, who I, I like. If if they really yeah. think Yoki Haru is a second-pairing guy, maybe they just want someone for the third pair. Very good defensively. Could be a good compliment for Jacob Bryson. Just saying. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Overall, it's it's pretty weak. I, there, there's a lot of, uh, like, buyer beware guys I see on here. Like, Klingberg is the biggest buyer beware option I see on this whole mm-hmm. list. I mean, he terrifies me. Oh, 100%. Justin Schultz is pure name recognition at this point. Nothing else. <laughs> right. You know, it's just Alexander. Nick Laddie's out there yeah. is a, another one right. that terrifies you. Yep. Even, yeah. Good, I mean, Gustafson and Good Bronson, both terrifying. Me, I don't think either are really coasting off name recognition anymore. No. But yeah. But Good Bronson being on the Flames could help him. I don't what know. about Mark Giordano? He's not coming to Buffalo. That dude wants a cup so bad. Yeah, but let's say he did. If he came to Buffalo? Yeah, let's say it was an option. Would you be interested? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's still great. Um, I, I just think he's full blown cup chasing at this point. Yeah, and it seems like he's going back to Toronto from you know Friedman's thing today. Yeah. Um, it's 32 thoughts kind of saying like it sounds like they're making progress on a you know further mm-hmm. term deal, you know, so I would imagine he stays in Toronto, but I mean that, that makes it interesting for guys like Sandine and Lilligren, kind of what they do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the go. idea of it offer sheeting. Offer sheeting Lilligren, yeah, love yeah, that idea. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, trade wise, mm-hmm. uh, Gudis. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people forget about Jacob Chikrin, but I don't know if the Sabres want to pay that price. Oof. Uh, but I mean that that's going to resurface here. Yeah, maybe Arizona lowers their price and it's not as expensive as it was going to be. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Um, Bear, Ethan Bear, right? Yep, Severson. Yep, Severson. Um, maybe Mayfield, though. I don't understand why the Islanders would do that. Yeah, they do have to pay some guys in the blue line, so maybe. And plus, a new coach, right? Yeah. Plus, he's so inexpensive. But then Lane Lane Lambert too, because I was already on that right. staff, so maybe probably not. Right. Um, I don't think I'm really missing anybody else. Not really. That really stands out to me. Uh, yeah. And kind of as some teams drop out here, we'll, we'll get some more names too. Maybe some guys I'm not thinking of. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. So same question. Let me ask you this. Same question. Okay. Right now, leader in the clubhouse is your favorite idea. Who's my favorite idea? I'm not allowed to say Latang. You could, and then the, this one's a little bit different. You could. It, 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 I mean, Latang, obviously, if you can, if he's keen on the idea of like a one or two year deal for just a stupid amount of money, I'd be so in on that idea. I love that idea. I, I don't, I don't think there's a better option out there personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we're going to consider that a pipe dream, I think a goodest trade, if, if Florida is willing to do that, is your second best option. And then honestly, I don't, I, I've convinced myself of the idea of PK Subban being a Subban. good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar spot to you. Um mm-hmm. I would if he gets there, which I don't think he will, um, I would make a call to Jaredown just to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, based on Friedman's thing comments today, I I, I feel like he won't get there. Um, let me ask you this. Sure. Because he yeah, now 
I'm going to be careful here because he was on the Coyotes, right? And and he hasn't been good in some time. But I'm just curious because he's a right-handed guy and he at least at one point was good and maybe could be something of a mentor. I hate this idea, but would what would you think of Anton Strawman on a one-year deal? Mm, um, I think he can't play top four minutes anymore. Definitely not. And that's sort of what I need, right? Fair enough. Maybe he's, I think last year might have made more sense. Okay. Or this past season, if you will. Sure. Um, he's he's the one guy on this list I was just looking at who we really haven't talked about at all. Yeah, there's something besides Chris anymore. Weidman, who's horrible. <laughs> like, there's a good reason we didn't talk about that. But yeah, yeah, I just don't think he he can do it anymore. There's a lot a lot yeah. of miles there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just curious. If you want to go back to you know vintage or, or retro, Tyler Myers is the name that could be thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, from an ice perspective, maybe not the best idea, but it'll it he'd be he'd be all about a, what Vancouver exactly yeah what gives you to take them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if the Sabres are going to be in that game or if they want to be a playoff team. He uh, might be part of the Canucks trade article I'm working on. <laughs> don't want to get too many spoilers then. Yeah, for me, it's hard uh, to land on a favorite right now. Mm. It's kind of a lot of, eh, okay, you know, kind of things out, right? Like, there's just nothing that really, like, jumps at me, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's fine with you, Gudis, you know, Subban, I can live with. Uh, beyond that, I, I don't know. What about Latang? Because I don't get the vibe from you that you're as, as hot on that idea as I am. It's not that I'm hot on it. I, just, I, I think it's in the same spot you are with Giordano. Like, it's just, it's not real. Seems not right. Well, my only my only rebuttal to that would be: Is Crystal Tang looking for a fourth Stanley Cup ring, or is he looking for just another big cash in before he calls it a career? Because I, think I, enough, know, I think he's made enough money. If I wants to win again, fair enough, maybe. Because like we know Giordano wants a ring at this point, like that's obvious. Letang, I mean, I let know. me put it this way: If you're Crystal Tang, yeah, do you want to go play? For Colorado for $3 million, you want to go play for the Sabres for eight. Sabres for eight. Sabres for eight? That's $8 million. And you've already made that much money you've made in your career? That's $8 million. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> if I'm him going to Colorado and trying to win again. Oh, man. I mean, sure, maybe. Just what am I, what am I accomplishing in Buffalo from Crystal Tang? I don't know. They give you a. I, I push them into. I push them into a playoff spot. Yeah. Cool. Sick. And, like, and you made you know. eight million dollars. I guess. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, money talks. Don't get me wrong, but it's like some guys are, are kind of built different in in that sense. You know that. Mm. Especially hockey players. I mean, we see guys taking low contract stuff all over the place all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more real than I think it is. But again, it's, it's not that it, if it happened, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Mm-hmm. I think it could work. I, I just I can't get to a spot where it's a real thing. Okay, that's fair. I think there'll be better options out there for him, and maybe some that would pay more than three million than Colorado. Maybe it's I don't know. I, I can't think of a team right now, but a team that has some cap space um, near the top that that can make something you know work. Yeah. I'm looking. Okay. I mean, maybe in Nashville, they've got a ton of cap coming up. Um, 
Don't they have enough defensemen? The Rangers. I'm just I mean, na- they, I'm just naming playoff teams with cap space. I'm not really. Yeah, Rangers. Um, too deep into it. I mean, could the Hurricanes make something happen potentially there? Yeah, maybe. Los Angeles, and they're kind of an right. up and coming team. Right. So I mean, there's there's teams I think that could do it. Right. That give him better options. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even if if no, let's let's say they that Toronto gets Riley off the roster. Mm-hmm. Could Latang not be an option there? He could. So, Giordano replacement. Edmonton, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think there's. I think there's. I think there's better landing spots. That's just why I can't really get there. Maybe you could talk me into it. Wow, Edmonton has so many pending free agents. Holy crap! They do. They do. And they only have a projected two point three million cap space. Whew. A lot of a lot of money's head up there in dry side on McDavid. Wowzers. Yep. Huh. You're not that the best situation there for the Oilers. Yeah. All right, let's move on to forwards. So two things. One, there's probably room for if you make some things happen, maximum one forward, right? Mm-hmm. To add. Between zero and one, I think is sure is, is the number you're at in terms of forwards. Uh, I also think that it has gone down the possibility of Henestrosa returning. You think that's decreased? I think that's decreased with how well that Paterka has played. Paterka uh, is playing so well in the AHL playoffs that you cannot give that guy. Like, there's no way that guy does not have a roster spot next season. Right. I mean, that dude is absolutely buzzing right now, and, and basically. Carrying the Amerks mm-hmm. to well, they lost today, so they're going to get a game five. But I mean, he, he's played so well down there that I, I just think he's earned himself a rough spot, and I think that's mm-hmm. not good news for Henestrosa. Now they could bring him back as a thirteenth forward type deal, depending what mm-hmm. they do with Anders Bjork. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Quinn and Paterka basically almost, almost pretty much bringing both their names in pen on the roster next season. Yeah, uh, makes it pretty impossible for. And it shows it to be back. That's a good point. So here's the next thing. Okay. And, I, and I'm building to something here. Okay. Middlestat, Krebs, Cousins. Thompson, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's four centers in theory. In theory. Are they, do you think they're all centers? No. Okay. Thompson, I think we can say he's a center. Yes. Now we have three question marks. That's correct. So my question to you would be, I, I mean, I guess let me either go back this way. So this is how I got to where I'm going to bring up this player to you. Mm-hmm. I looked at the roster today and I was doing the mock because I was doing, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think what this team really needed. I mean, we don't need goaltender. We don't need defensemen. And then I looked and I thought to myself at center, this is still not a playoff caliber center lineup, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I know you can take some steps with the cousins. Middlestad has shown things at times, mm-hmm. still a maddening player to figure out And Krebs. I don't know if he's a center. Now he's killing it in the age. the center right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't know at the NHL level yet. And there could be a nice jump. He takes next season. But there's still, as we're talking this out, there's just a lot of ifs behind Thompson. And even mm-hmm. Thompson is an if. Like, is he going to repeat what he just did? Right. There's no guarantees. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to run to a 
10 goal guy again, but how you know, many score 40 again? Mm-hmm. Probably gets around 25, maybe, maybe 30. Yeah. So that led me to believe like I, if I want to make a jump and, and I don't have anything in the pipeline either, right? I don't have anything else coming at center. So that led me to believe that if I want to be a playoff team, if I want to take that step, I need to address this team at center. And, and that's not Johan Larson, right? That's not mm-hmm. uniting the log line in, in finding a centerman that way. Mm-hmm. I think they need something above that. And that's how I landed on the idea of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Interesting. So the reports out of Winnipeg have been following Friedman. Uncertain that they're going to do. Especially Ron Dubois. Is he going to want to sign a long-term contract? If not, then Winnipeg is probably going to look to move him. There's a lot of uncertainty around Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And for now, and that could change. For now, I think his name is one you can reasonably reasonably discuss as an option. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be cheap. No. Right? It's probably going to cost you either 9 or 16. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to cost you Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I think middle sale would have to be a part of that. Okay. Because you, you got to create a roster spot, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it's Olofsson or, or middle sale, one of the two. Because again, like I said, you got to make a roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was me, I would pick middle sale over Olofsson. Um, I, I would I'd keep the score and then I'd trade a guy that I don't really know 100% about. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Winnipeg may like that more because I don't know they see potential, whatever. And like, why would they want Pat, essentially Patrick Lemay back? But yeah. Right. An older version, too. I mean, you'd right. be 20, believe it or not, Wilson be 27 where yeah. the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted to. Uh, By the way, if that deal is 16, Johnson and Middlestat in, like all day. Yeah, in my head, I had 16 Johnson, Middlestat, Portillo. Fine. Done. I mean, that's, I just feel that's like a legitimate like- top center. I, yes, but I also feel like how quickly you said yes is it's not painful enough. Hmm. So that makes me go, okay, take 16 out and I got to pop nine in there. Still, yes. I, I still do it too. Mm-hmm. But I there's hesitation now, right? A little bit. You think about it for yes. a second now. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree. I think yes too, because you get a 23-year-old center. He was 23? Yes. Wow. I thought he was closer to like 26. Let me make sure that's correct, but I'm pretty sure I looked today. He is 23 years old. He is, he is 23, 23 years old. He is 20. He always turned 24 next month. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, then the hesitation's back to being gone. Yes, you do that. I just think it solidifies you down the middle. Absolutely. You're 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 a real contender. Not, I mean. Okay. Playoff contender. Like, it's like a crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to try to tear your bagula here, but it's, right. you're oh legitimate. You have legitimate playoff aspects. Look at his impacts. Holy hell. Yes. Now, one thing I looked at, the first player I went to look at yesterday when the Twins put up their contract projections mm-hmm. was Dubois. Mm-hmm. Because I had this idea in my head yesterday. And funny enough, I was talking to Kevin today about it because I shot him a dead idea and kind of the trade thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, that's hilarious because I was thinking about Dubois yesterday too. Now the twins have, I'm pretty sure it was at, I should have had it in front of me, but I don't, I can see if I can try to get it as I'm talking. But I think it was 
five years, six years, 5.6, I want to say. Mm. And that was to stay in Winnipeg because obviously, you know, they do it, same different kind of thing. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. So let me go Winnipeg. Uh, different. RFA, different. Let's see. So for different, they have Dubois at 6.3. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I went to six million or that's six years at seven million. Oh my god, that's such a steal! Or seven and a half, even there's a Sabres tax there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, dude, that's that gives you Thompson and Dubois down the middle, and you're you're in great shape. Yes. And then what that allows you to do is move one of Cousins or Krebs to the wing. Mm-hmm. And that and that that bring up an interesting conversation, which one makes sense? Because if you think about Cousins, he's killing it in the world championships right now, playing the wing. Oh, by the way, you know who the center is? Pierre Luc Dubois. Yep. I so, I love this so much. The more you're talking, the more <laughs> I love this. Again, I don't know how real it really is. Maybe Winnipeg works out a contract there. Right. But if there's any way he's available again for a second time here. Mm-hmm. Um, in two years, I you gotta go. I think you really gotta try. I know Adams is one of his picks. I know he believes in his guys, but that that sets you up, man. It really does. Because mm-hmm. I, I, and I understand that you've seen things out of Cousins and Middlestat, and and, I'm, and I've defended them, and even Krebs, but you don't have to wait anymore. And maybe it's. I want to stop short of saying maybe I'm getting a little Tim Murray e here. Mm. Like I'm trying to like jump really fast. Like, right. but again, this is this is a 23 going on 24 year old that is good. It's not a Vander Kane, right? You know, it, it's essentially you're, you're making your Ryan O'Reilly trade again. I was just gonna say that, but don't screw it up this time, right? Right. Hmm. I mean, that's that that's what you're doing here. Yeah. It's an interesting idea. Oh, this is what you want. It's really interesting because it's a lot less than I thought they'd project him at. Subban, they're projecting three years, 3.8. Yeah. Everyone kept saying like, like two years times seven. I'm like, why would you oh, pay that much? That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or even I, like six. I'm like, I, I said two by five. I was at 2.2, like two million. I was going to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or I two and a half. Five just because who cares? Yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah, that was the idea I wanted to throw at you because I've been sitting on that nugget and mm-hmm. I love I, that. I've, I've talked myself into it. And I'm glad I've talked you into it now. <laughs> I, I didn't need much convincing. Yeah. No, you definitely didn't. You didn't. Nope. But I was a I was a very eager eager customer. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to bring that the whole good. center thing up too because I think that is a real thing that we don't talk about because the goaltending and the defense gets so much of the discussion yeah. on here. If you really look at the roster, I, I just I don't even if they get a goaltender. Even if they, you know, fix their defense, I just still don't know if they're a playoff team at center unless you see well, a big jump from Cousins or and that's And that's the thing, right? And I think they're going to hold off a year and find that out. I think before they do anything like this, like trading uh, big assets, right, for, for a bona fide established top center, they're going to see if any of those three guys take a big leap next season. Because why wouldn't you? 
you're not, I mean, as much as people like to cite their end of the year record, it's probably not a playoff team next year, right? Next year is another progress year where you're at least trying to stay in it longer and get close, right? Maybe you're on the fringe. I think you take that year before forfeiting assets, unless it's for a Dubois who's phenomenal, right? Well, right. I mean, it has to be the right player. Yeah, I, I think before you go too crazy in that regard, I think I feel that the Sabres will ultimately let it ride to see if any of those guys, I think Cousins and Krebs are, are the, the key suspects there, take that Thompson-like next step, right? Where they 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 come into their own a little bit after another offseason of, of growth and conditioning. Um, so uh, while I love the idea, I don't think the Sabres are even close to in that mindset. I think they should be though. I, I do. I, I, I feel like the way I don't last disagree. I'm just no, saying. no. I, I and I think you're right. Um, it's the way last season last season ended. Mm-hmm. The potential you have there. It's it, it, it's an Alex Tuck move at center. So let me ask you this: Can I throw a hypothetical trade your way? Sure. Okay. They want Cousins, Johnson, and sixteen. Do you do it? Um, it's essentially two firsts in a second. Anthony, I don't know if I'm going to say no here. I want to, mm-hmm. and I feel like the certain people are yelling at me right now. Like, are you? What are you? Are you insane? Mm-hmm. I like this change of pace because you usually put me on the spot. Yeah, and, and cousins. I'm not saying it's going to be Dubois, but he has the potential to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, think about it this way. You're trading Frank Nazar, Dylan Cousins, and Ryan Johnson. And if he doesn't sign with you, that's a second-round pick. So Nazar, Cousins, in a second. A late second. I still have that pick at nine, though. Yeah. I could take. Nazar oh, I did say I, six, I did say sixteen, didn't I? Okay, yeah. you're right. You're right. I said sixteen. You're right. Um, I, I I'm going to pick a side of the fence and say that I I would probably grit my teeth, go squeeze a pillow, and then probably say yes. Wow. And then go sit in a corner. Yeah. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I just and the reason I would say yes is because I would still have Krebs sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in this case, I would still have Middlestat sitting there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would lock my team in at the top six with the center for the foreseeable future. I love Dylan Cousins as a player. Mm-hmm. I, I think just about think that, though. your top six is completely set for the next seven years. Yeah. It's completely set. You have Jack Quinn, you have J.J. Paterka, you have Pierre-Luc Dubois, you have Tage Thompson, you have Alex Tuck, and one if you other person who's escaping me. I've, I mean, Olofsson, if you want it, I have Olofsson, Skinner still. Stat. Skinner, Skinner, thank you. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, who is that winger? Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have guys I, coming, right? I mean, if, if Rosine turns into something, mm-hmm. I, I might pick at nine. Mm-hmm. I think you do it all day. I do because I think you you can get a cousin's replacement pretty easily at nine, while you uh, you obviously forfeit the years of development he's already gone through. Right. I, I think I think Frank Nazar is 
it could be that guy pretty seamlessly, and you don't need him to be right away. Yeah. Or like give me said, Savoie too, right? Six, if you want to go yeah, there, right? Your top six is established. So, I think I think I agree with your choice of yes, but I also would go sit in a corner and <laughs> stare into the abyss for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't love doing it, but I feel like I I, I still would do it. Yep. Just I, does he the ball brings so much to your team, right? Mm-hmm. At both ends of the ice. Yeah, so. he's he doesn't have a weak spot. It's, yeah, it's it's truly right. Like uh, a young, much younger Ryan O'Reilly. Right, right. Yeah, I'm curious of what people say of the feedback. I think we should put a poll up. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till people gonna listen, be, and then yeah, I'll put a poll. It's up. gonna be vehemently no. Uh, I'm this guessing. may, this also may or may not be in my uh, mock off season that I'm gonna post mm. tomorrow. So um, but yeah, so. Because I think if you put up the cousins one, I think you're gonna get over seventy percent people saying no. I don't think they'd be right, but I think that's what would happen. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You think maybe that overly no? Yes. I think not as many people like cousins as you think. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm really. I mean, if, if you sit here and think about all the people that don't need time to the minors and like, mm-hmm. I need I need to see more scoring in this. And that. I, I think it. I still think it'd be over fifty percent no, but I still think you're looking at maybe like a sixty forty split. Okay. We'll put a poll up. Sounds fun. I'm curious. Um, this was this was really an interesting. It was a good conversation. Turn that we took that I, yeah. I love now. Yeah, I'm afraid that I'm gonna wake up in the morning and Kevin will be sitting at my front lawn. Uh, no, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually think for as much as he loves cousins, I think Kevin would be on board with that. I don't know. I think I don't he know. would. I don't know if he would. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because he did seem to like the, like the boy I mm-hmm. a lot when I talked to him. We'll see. Okay. All right. That was fun. It was a fun conversation to have there. I'm glad I brought that up. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a twist. Okay. Buffalo Sabre, where are they now? Let's do it. Are you ready for this one? I'm very ready. Anthony, mm-hmm. where in the world is former Buffalo Sabre winger? He was selected by them. If I can move this thing to be exact correct. He was selected by them third in the third round. Mm-hmm. 69th overall in the 2013 NHL draft. Anthony, where's Nick Baptiste? Oh man, where's Nick Baptiste? <sighs> Nick Baptiste. Oh, I'm going to say he's in the AHL. And I watched a lot of Amherst last year, but I didn't get to watch as much regular season stuff this year. So I can't confidently say he's in the West. I'm going to say he's playing for. Uh, You're wrong. This... Guess. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> he is he is in Liga. Oh wow! And he plays for R2 Aritzalainen's former team Ives. Wow. I would not have guessed that in the middle of the year. 21 goals and 35 points in 52 games in Liga this season. Pretty good. Last year, he played for the Texas Stars of the AHL. Okay, so at least I'm a, I'm only a year behind. Yep. And that was right that he'd be in the West. But yeah, wow, I did not know he transferred to Liga. I would have thought I would have seen that. Yeah, this was, nobody... a, this was, this was a DM yeah. tip from somebody. Because wow. they asked me the same question. They knew, I knew where Baptiste was. It's like, oh yeah, 100 percent is an AHL so They're like, well, actually. Actually. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like Abbotsford or something. Like I don't. I was gonna pick some <laughs> rando AHL team. Stockton. Yeah. Hmm, that's Bear a good East. one. Zone I don't think a lot of people. Still. That's crazy. I don't think a lot of people know that. No. I don't no, think I, a lot of people know that. I thought for sure he was in North America still. But hey, good for him. Goes to Europe, lives in Finland, scores a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. You know, reset your career, make some money in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. He had, he had five goals in 13 playoff games, by the way. Two. Hey. So, not bad. Baptiste. Nick Baptiste. All right. So, that is it uh, for tonight. We've been a little bit long, I think, because that Dubois conversation carried a little bit as we got into our hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It, you know, I, I like kind of thinking of these ideas and throwing these conversations out there. This is what the next two months are going to be about. Um, having these conversations, kicking these ideas off each other, getting ideas from other people, um, and then throwing in some mock-off seasons with Jim Rutherford impersonations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Expected Buffalo Podcast is going to be about for the next two to three months here. It's our brand, baby. <laughs> so, uh, for Anthony and Chad, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again next week uh, about what exactly. I'm not quite sure yet, but we'll have some topics by the time it rolls around. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Maybe we'll get some more interesting names that come out here. Um, so, but thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. See ya. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.